0: This is the Persico Performance Podcast. Kia ora and welcome along to episode 10 of the Persico Performance Podcast. Um, today is not my usual podcast format and that I won't have a guess, um, but I thought it was fitting with Movember and a lot of people currently getting around mental health um, that I kind of share a little bit of my journey that I've been on recently, hoping that someone will get a takeaway or even just kind of make people think about kind of where they're at um, so a little bit of a heavy listen, um, nothing too bad though, and I, I hope you get something from it, so, uh, cheers. So recently I've been on what I would call a mental health journey, um, I call it this because once upon a time I never really thought I struggled with mental health, and low-key found it hard to relate to those that kind of did, um, I didn't really understand what made people kind of get into a dark place, um, and didn't really think that I had those thoughts, um, but it wasn't until I left my job in the Mount and shifted to Wellington without a job, uh, for my now ex that I actually started to kind of feel a little bit of this kind of stuff. So had a bit of turbulence when I struggled to get a job in Wellington. Um, I didn't get two high school S&C roles that I applied for. And then I got told by a gym that I, I wasn't personable enough to work there, um, which probably hit me quite hard as, as I like to think of myself as quite a personable person, especially in the gym side of things. But obviously there was something that didn't quite click there. Um, once I did finally get a job, I had to start my own PT business from scratch uh, with new clients in a new city where I, I didn't really know that many people um, and for the first few months it was really tough. Um, I wasn't making enough to, to cover my bills. Um, I felt pretty useless in that I couldn't actually afford to live the life that I was trying to live and at one point I came very close to starting a building apprenticeship. Um, just seemed like the right thing to do in terms of a stable job and something that I'd always found kind of interesting. Um, Although I was going through what I referred to as the lowest point of my life, I never really took the time to fully listen to my feelings and thoughts. And even though business started to pick up, my mental health continued to spiral. So on the surface, I was the same old person on the gym floor, which was and still is my happy place. Inside, I was anxious, nervous, and second-guessing every action word I thought or would do. And although it's easy for me to sit here now and reflect on that, At the time, I never really understood how that was affecting me, but more on that soon. Um, So, obviously, um, my business is starting to pick up. Um, I'm almost at a place where I'm like, okay, cool, like, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel with with money and kind of how things are going, and then lockdown hit. Um, This is where my journey really began in terms of finding myself and and kind of the journey really actually began. So, during the first week of lockdown, um, my girlfriend of seven years uh, broke up with me Um, This led to a whirlwind of emotions, thoughts, um, and eventually a lot of self-improvement and kind of getting myself to this place where I'm at now, where I can actually sit here and and kind of talk about the journey that I was on. Um, The best way I can kind of think of to explain the first part of my journey is a week-by-week breakdown of lockdown. So um, I spent lockdown at home in Nelson with my parents, um, and with not much work to do, I really had all day, every day, to sit and stew with my feelings, and at the time, terrible. Uh, was probably, I, I thought it was the worst thing to be doing, but on reflection, it really made me sit there and actually evaluate where I was at and what I was doing and where I wanted to be. Um, so here's kind of the overview of, of the four weeks that kind of ensued from there. So week one, um, my my thoughts were, uh, my life is over, you know, I'm nothing without her. She was my world. Um, what am I meant to do now? I've just moved to Wellington for this for this girl. Like I saw our lives together here for for a few years. Now I've got nothing keeping me here. What do I do? Um, week two was what could I have done differently so I started over analyzing every situation every kind of argument we got into uh, I was playing the blame game or blaming myself for everything that had kind of happened um, and still not really coming to terms with my feelings and everything that was kind of going on I was still a bit naive around that all week three was maybe this was necessary I start to kind of realize how low I actually was before lockdown um how I wasn't living my best life or to my living my full potential and that maybe I had lost who I was along the way but never really realized and then week four was kind of that uh light bulb moment where I kind of realized fuck I really wasn't myself was I um it was at that point I decided to talk to a therapist which looking back now was the best thing I could have done uh, and I strongly strongly suggest that if even if you um don't really feel like your mental health is that bad something it's always good to go and talk to people about things because there are a lot of links that have occurred um, between things that I never really thought about that I've been able to talk about with my, my therapist um, and then over the course of the following weeks I really learned a lot about myself and what I had actually been going through um, so here are three things that I learned about myself. Uh, So the first one was um, I had social anxiety so um, don't get me wrong I was still functioning socially and I could I could go out and have drinks and talk to people and on the gym floor I was still conversing with clients and making small talk and meeting people Uh, but I had this real anxiety around meeting new people and reaching out to old friends. Um, So with meeting new people it was always what if they don't like me? Um, I would always overanalyze things that I'd said in that moment and go home and I'd stew about things and just kind of really spiral in terms of like this negative thought process inside my head and then with reaching out to old friends it was what if they don't value my friendship as much as I do and like what I mean by that is um in my head I would envision that them looking down at a message from me and thinking why the fuck is Ricky messaging me to hang out like why does he think we're good friends so I never did send that message and that was a real barrier I kind of had these walls up around me of that I don't know whether it was like the fear of rejection or what but I just got to the point where I, I didn't send those messages just for the fear of them, that, that scenario playing out that was in my head. Um, and the more I think about it, the more I realize how, how long that kind of social anxiety had actually been there. So, um, got to the point where I realized kind of the trigger for that. Um, and that was at my one of my best friend's funerals. So, those who know me know um, my good friend Davo passed away in 2019. And sitting at his, um, the kind of reception-y kind of thing after his funeral, uh, people getting up doing speeches... And I sat in my chair and thought, if I get up and speak here, are people going to think, what's Ricky talking about? Like, they weren't even that good of friends. Um, and that was a pretty hard thing to to kind of come to the realization about. But, um, yeah, that was kind of where I realized that that kind of started and kind of just progressed from there. Uh, so the second thing I learned um, was I put all of my energy into my relationship because at the time it was all I had. Um, so I started my business. I wasn't really earning enough to pay the bills. So sh- my, my ex was helping me out with that. Um, and so I kind of thought that if I put all of that extra energy, because I wasn't working that much, into the relationship, that at least I would have one good thing. Um, so I would drop her off, I would pick her up from work, I would cook dinner, I would clean, and pretty much I was willing to drop anything I had on to help her with anything, um, just to kind of make sure that I, I felt felt needed and wanted. Um, I did all this because I thought that if I um, at least had my relationship, then know the the outside of that my job and kind of my social life um it didn't matter as much um but that obviously led to me neglecting myself and not really dealing with what I was going through um and eventually obviously led to to her breaking up with me so on reflection I kind of see that I did need to put myself forward and I suppose it it did take the breakup to kind of realize where I was at so it's kind of a double-edged sword of I wish I'd done things differently but at the same time Maybe it was that, that kind of thing I needed to to reflect on where I was at. And the third one, and this is probably one of the the biggest ones in terms of moving forward, how I I can keep getting out of this hole was the voice inside my head wasn't on my team. Um, so throughout the breakup, you know, you talk to friends and family and they say, you need to learn to enjoy spending time with yourself. And you know, it's a very normal thing to to want to spend time with yourself or, or just to go out and do things by yourself. Um, but that meant being in my own head that I thought, well, actually, I already do spend a bit of time by myself, you know, I, especially when my social juices felt drained, you know, I'd go happily go for a walk or um, just sit in my room and chill and read, that kind of thing. But I kind of realized one day on a walk to work that spending time by myself meant that I was in my own head and currently the voice in my own head hated me. So this was a bit of a light bulb moment around my mindset and why I found it so easy to doubt myself and go down these negative little rabbit holes, such as my social anxiety. Because the voice in my head was always second-guessing me or telling me I was doing things wrong or kind of starting that feedback loop of that negativity. So from this kind of came one of my biggest lessons that you don't need to listen to the voice inside your head and in fact you can learn to have a positive voice inside your head Um, and the realization that the scenarios that you play out in your head aren't real, you know, that you're just making shit up to make yourself, it's kind of like that fear or that, like I said earlier, like that rejection, like you just... Purely building the stuff up in your head because you are worried about the outcome, when really these things hardly ever play out how you think they how you think they will. So those are the three main things that I've learnt about myself. Um, here's three things that I'm doing currently um, to get back to being myself and to make sure that I kind of move away from those um, earlier triggers. Um, so as I said before, I've stopped listening to the voice in my head. So, uh, recently I went down to Christchurch to catch up with a couple of of uni friends and decided to reach out to a couple of friends who four months ago I would never have done so because of that voice inside my head telling me that that same thing of, they're going to look at that message from you and say, what the fuck's Ricky doing? Like, why would he do that? Instead, I said, fuck it and sent the message and had some great yarns with a couple of people that I hadn't seen in a while. Um, I'm currently listening to an audio book called Chatter, the voice inside our head and how to harness it. Which has been a great resource to learn more about the inner voice and how to get it on my side. Um, a great read for for anyone who's kind of interested in, in that inner voice. Um he uses great examples around how the inner voice kind of can spiral and be used as that negative thing, but then as the book goes through, it's kind of ways that it can help you and actually you can harness that for the better. Um not quite there in the book yet, I'm still kind of reading through it, um or listening to it, but really looking forward to to getting right stuck into that. The second thing I've been doing is journaling. Um, so it started with gratitude every morning after the breakup. I started started my day with three positive things or three things that I, I'm grateful for, which meant I started my day on a good note and helped me keep my emotions at bay. So um, these are things like I'm grateful for family, I'm grateful for friends, I'm grateful for exercise, uh, I'm grateful for starting journaling, I'm, I'm grateful for the healing process, all these kind of things. Um, and then gratitude turned into journaling my feelings and emotions, thanks to my therapist. So this was a great way to capture how I was feeling, and reflect on them at a later point, and help create associations between what I was doing, thinking, and how I was feeling. So for example, on a one day, okay, I'm thinking about this. Also, um, I'm feeling this, and then you write down what you're thinking about at the same time, and you can kind of realize, okay, I was thinking about Wellington, and that made me sad because that's where my old life was, and when I go back to Wellington after the lockdown, it's not going to be the same. Um, fast forward to now, and I'm currently doing a modified version of the five-minute journal every morning, um, and so what that is, is I write down the following. I write three daily intentions, which are normally pretty much similar every day, so these are um, be authentic, be confident, and be present, which just kind of reminds me to be myself, to take the day um, as it comes, and just really just really rock yourself and be, be who I am. Um, three things that would make today great these change depending on what I have on so that's normally around clients or i um, catching up with someone or, or trying to have a deeper connection with someone whether that's with a yarn or go for a coffee or something and then a daily affirmation so every day I write the words I am enough um, and that's just a reminder that I suppose I am enough and that who I am is enough I, I think I doubted myself quite a lot for a while so it's just that reinforcement every day when I wake up that you are who you are you are enough and you need to be confident and kind of resilient in that And then the last thing that I've been doing is connecting with people more often and getting out and doing more of the things that I enjoy and this one stems from the social anxiety once I realized that I was confident enough to message people to hang out I started trying to do it as much as possible um one thing that this has led me is some led me to some really good yarns um with with people that I probably wouldn't have caught up with before um (coughs) sorry lost my foot. so before this I never really opened up that much to to people um I really kept my cards close to my chest but now that I have this new kind of sense of vulnerability and kind of understanding of how I feel I feel like people pick up on that and you actually are able to to break down barriers with other people and talk about things um, that people want to get off the chest and I feel like there's a sense of relief after the conversation because they know that they've just talked to someone I like to think I'm a good listener um, so I hope that they really enjoy that kind of things. And then the other thing I've been doing is making a conscious effort to do something I enjoy at least once a week. So whether it's going for a dip at Oriental Bay, playing golf or going for a coffee with a mate, um, it's good to have things to look forward to each week and that's really helped me kind of set up my week and know that I've got these little things to look forward to that kind of bring you joy and bring you a little bit of happiness and mean that you're getting out into nature or catching up with people and talking. Um, And the last thing I've been doing um, is letting myself be sad and feel a bit down. I found when I do feel a little bit off, it's much easier to address it and say, Cool, you feel off at the moment. Don't put any pressure on yourself to feel happy. Instead, know that you're on track and this feeling will pass. I'd rather do that than to try and force myself out of it, which I found early on really didn't work. I just kind of made me spiral even more because I just, my, my feelings were overwhelming. And so, an example of this was. Uh, last week, or two weeks ago, sorry, so I, I spent the weekend in Christchurch, um, with a couple of really good uni friends, um, and then came back to Wellington, and in my head I was like, well, I'm, I'm going out to Wellington, I don't really have anything, that, I don't have friends like those in Wellington, um, and so I just got quite down, and that, that kind of led to that do I miss my ex kind of thought process, um, and so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of that week, I was like, right, no expectations, don't do any work outside of your PT sessions, just get those done, do some things that you enjoy, get outside, and just get back into the process of journaling and getting that done. And then once you feel confident in yourself and how you're feeling, cool, get stuck back into the, some work, rather than trying to push through and kind of burning out or just really getting down this weird rabbit hole of being sad and kind of um, in a bad place. Um, and then so there's, I suppose there's one last thing that I'm gonna to add to my list after spurring out my thoughts on this podcast. And that's the knowledge that I have come a long way in only a few months, and I should be very proud of that. Um, it's very easy to forget the journey that I have been on um, because I am just getting back to being myself but I am very proud in the fact that I've, I've gone through this and I feel like I'm back to being my old self and maybe even a, a better person than I was before because now I'm able to connect with people on a deeper level which has been unreal anyway if anyone is still listening i hope you got something out of that um i have been putting this up for weeks and that's obviously part of that social anxiety and and you're not really sure who's who's going to listen or what they're going to think of things but if i can help just one person figure out how they're feeling or make someone realize that what they are going through is very normal um, that'll make it worth it um i am an every every everyday bloke um i did uh i suppose not connect with my feelings for a good 25 years um so this is all very new to me and i'm i'm kind of learning it as we go and it's definitely been an, an unreal um process to kind of piece it all together but i'm always here if you need someone to answer to or if you have any questions about anything i've talked about please just hit me up and i'm an open book now like i'd love to chat whether i know you or i don't know you like i'm always here to to talk to people and i love talking about the journey that i've been on because i think it's um pretty amazing what kind of therapy and, and journaling and all that kind of stuff can actually do for you in your mind and um i'm really looking forward to the future and and what that brings what that what that looks to me uh, i'm not too sure but um yeah thanks for listening if you're still here and please 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 go and talk to someone if you are struggling uh, i'm always here your friends always here and know that people love you cheers guys